0: Today's episode of Highlands Bunker is brought to you by the month of February, because that is when this was recorded. Uh, RAV was out of town this week, and we did not have anything new, so we went back into the archives and found this old episode with
1: Drew Series. Hope you enjoy. So, how many how many blocks did you just bike?
0: Um, I came from uh, the church, so Ethan Shipley. I'm not sure how. Two miles, it's not not
1: too bad. What's the temperature tonight? So tonight's a we'll call it a, a winter. It's a it's a cold winter night. It's about 15, 20 degrees out Fahrenheit.
0: Perfect biking weather.
1: You're an animal.
0: But I can be here in the heart of.
1: Uh... You already know about it. See, the, the rumor is out. Huh. Here we are. I'm with my friend Drew. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, the Highlands Bunker. We're here in the shadow of Rockford Tower, in the belly of the beast, and we have the man who is is going to be a, a lot of help in uh, helping us crush the Delaware Way, My friend Drew Series. He's he's, he's invigorated by this bike ride. You can tell he's invigorated. He just rode his bike through. It's about four or five below zero Celsius. He doesn't care. He's an animal. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm trying to make you very uncomfortable because I I wanted to uh, I I I wanted to accuse you of like big timing us because I feel like. Uh, I'm happy, you know, happy that you came. And I can't now because of that bike ride. It's bothering me.
0: I'll do my best next time. Give you more material. I'm not normally on this side of the mic, though. I know. I'm normally behind stage. uh, Yeah, like you're,
1: it's it's funny because uh, when I've seen you uh, at large campaign events, like with uh, Eugene and with Carrie, sometimes it's hard to even find you. you like, you see your hat tip out you just like look like this but I know you're a behind the scenes man this man's behind the scenes I' want everybody to know that Yep. Yeah. so I just wanted to cover like a few big areas and it's funny because I know some of the story because we are friends but I don't know the whole story so come from out west when what 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 brought you to uh, the the east coast?
0: Well, uh, I guess eight years ago now, Megan got her job teaching here in Wilmington. Um, So didn't know how long she would be here. She knew she wanted to stay um, a while. Um, So I eventually I took a little bit longer, finished school, finished had one more uh, term left, and then uh, did Americorps in Philly, Um, and. Then we decided, you know, we're going to make Delaware home for a while, and we bought a house.
1: So you were into it, you were sort of, what well, I mean into it, like um, politically aware, and into sort of um, justice work and service from how old?
0: Um, Well, growing up, I was homeschooled for like 12 years, grew up in a ranch, I didn't really do any activist organizing political things for a long time until Eugene's campaign. I actually did not want to get involved in any electoral stuff. I thought it was like dirty, corrupt uh, establishment. And then now that I've been involved, I know that's
1: true, but it can be better. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, so the, and we've talked about this and I, I, I know that when you met with Eugene, you were quite skeptical and I wasn't sure whether you were... I mean, obviously there was reasons to be skeptical of Eugene just from a political standpoint. But you not you weren't skeptical of Eugene from a political standpoint. You were skeptical of politics.
0: Yeah, like, I didn't know could politics actually change anything or is it something I just even want to be involved with? Like, how much work is going to be? And um, I think... Because I'm, mine is like a, a policy-oriented organizing, community organizing, and then electoral organizing. I just just couldn't get my heart into. And then sat down with Eugene, and obviously Eugene's very convincing, and I said, okay, I'm going to do this interim, like until you find someone to kind of help, because they were looking for someone to help with field, and then I was an interim campaign manager. Um, and interim, you know, lasted the whole time. So... Um, and then I started – It's especially to, even before we announced – Eugene announced like new – okay, this could be something different.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting transition from sort of like a a, a rural uh, upbringing to sort of f- – The big city a, of Wilmington. What's that? The big city of Wilmington. Yeah, no, nah, that's not what I mean. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. See, now you're trying to throw me off. I like it. <laughs> What brought you from that uh, that background to want to sort of even be aware of social justice work, uh, or you know that type of work? That, it, that's we've never talked about that, and I find it because I do know that you know you were homeschooled, I uh, you know and I know I know that, but this area from because it, it seems to me that you you had that awareness from a, a younger age. And that's fascinating to me because when I was even your age I was a uh, was a moron. So I, th- this part interests me very much.
0: Yeah, I mean, going into college I think I I was actually I was a music major when I first went into college that's when I, I played double bass and uh-huh. then joined a mariachi band. Um,
1: <laughs> and so I was <laughs> I wish I, sh- I should take some notes and come back to some of this uh, <laughs> s- to some of these points.
0: Um, but I was, I think I was kind of your traditional kind of liberal type. Hey, I want to go to nonprofit, you know, and after that music, I realized, hey, I don't want to do music as a career. Um, and I did environmental studies. It's like, Hey, maybe I'll do public planning, urban public planning. Um, and my dad's an engineer. Um, and so I was like, Hey, I, this is some skills I can apply, but also kind of help perform things. Um, now I'd say around the edges. I Didn't say it then, but uh, um, and then one of my friends who I had met in one of my viral studies classes invited me. There was this group meeting for a group called the Climate Justice League, and they worked. Like,
1: did they really? It was yeah. funny. I was going to say it sounded like a sounded like a, like a comic book.
0: Yeah, um, they were actually the at the time the biggest student group on campus, or within three months. Um, because they actually this was in eugene this is in eugene oregon so the reason they got so big is they learned how to organize they went to organizing training camps so they started putting in lots of time it wasn't just hey let's just meet and talk about the issues and do that let's okay let's put pressure on the administration let's actually organize in the city not just on campus let's train people up so we have distributive leadership and so that's when i was like oh wow there's a because I just went and I was like, hey, I'll help, but I don't really consider myself an activist organizer. Um, and at that time, I would just been, like, that day, been told I didn't get a job I wanted. I was like, I got to look for something new. I got to, this is a perfect time. Um, I didn't think about it in that, but it was, let's just, you know what? I'll try. I'm free tonight. I'll go. And then it changed my life.
1: That's incredible. No, and I... <clears throat> just to give you some context to why I said what I said. So yesterday I heard, uh, I listened to with Susan uh, one, a long speech from King and we were in the kitchen just sort of hanging out, we took the day sort of to rest. And the first part of it was very detailed information about, uh, I guess it was called Project Breadbasket, is that right?
0: I it sounds familiar. Yeah, but I think I, it was. But he was
1: giving really specific details about what it had done in Cleveland and what it had done, uh, I think, in Detroit or Chicago. And <clears throat> it was all about small organizing. And I thought, okay, I see it. Sort of like you were talking about. Like, this, this league sort of saw the small organizing thing. But it took me a lot longer to see that. Like, you just picked up on it. I guess you were exposed to it. And you were like, I can... I, there's something here I, I can I can do. Yeah,
0: I mean I just wanted to to learn, and luckily someone asked. That's the biggest thing. So like one of my first organizing lessons, you have to be asked to do something. Sometimes people will join, but most of the times they have to be asked.
1: Yeah, and it's just it's it's very interesting because that comes through in some of the things that we always say, like <laughs> you sort of know how to know how to put a team together, or know what somebody you. I've never put it in this way but I think what it really is is you you know to ask and you know what somebody would be enthusiastic about doing that's the trick I think and because of their uh, their desire to just make some kind of difference whether it's in politics or not because you, you you really do both so but but again that's what I'm talking about about doing both about doing like or, or you know you, the the Black Panthers did the same thing with like lunches and things in the community. So you know all this, but it doesn't resonate, or it doesn't call you. It didn't. It, didn't, it called you to action, which I find uh, really cool. Yeah. Uh, because and and so you were because that's that's really what brought you to uh, to Eugene Young. Um. Uh, but that's. But that's and then then you made the switch to politics after a period of time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would even say Delaware is where I even got started real organizing. At school, like, that, w- that was my senior year, basically. So I got involved very late. But it opened me up to this idea that I thought, hey, this is what I want to invest more time in and learn. And then I did one year as AmeriCorps, but that was the traditional community development kind of stuff, kind of small. It's important work, but it, it it's not going to challenge the establishment, which is where I wanted to put my time in. I think now I realize we need some of everything. There, you can't just attack one edge or another. And so the stuff I'm doing, there's not as many people. Hopefully it's growing. Um, but this is where I first found my first kind of community to organize with here in Delaware. So,
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you have inspired a lot of people, which was very helpful. But uh, yeah, more than that, I think <clears throat> you've looked at it like in a diverse way. And I think it's been very, very productive. So what was your feeling? You mentioned earlier, what was your feeling about politics when you, when you were basically rejecting it? Like it wasn't, a, it wasn't an Avenue you were going to use for sort of organizing and social change. And, and, you know, you had been involved in different, like uh, and Megan too, as you mentioned in different education, things and different organizing, but no politics so the the you of then, what was the argument for for why politics were not gonna work?
0: I don't even know if I have a really good answer, other than it just I just didn't one, I didn't know enough. So um, and then some of the changes I think we do need, Delaware, country, the world, are gonna take regular people doing something. I I can't count on my elected officials to challenge our systems of white supremacy, for example. That's going to take politicians, community members, faith leaders, just your regular person. So I think I saw it as, hey, this just isn't my avenue, because I saw it as the—I'd have to get get too dirty, basically. I couldn't imagine politicians— Doing it for anything other than selfish reasons—that was a terrible mindset. Now I know lots of people do. There's lots of people who do, do for selfish reasons, and not the right reasons. But now I've met a lot more people who are.
1: So you would say you 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 understood that you had a, a a niche, like there was a there was a constituency to put a, use a political term yeah. for that kind of politics. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's probably right. I haven't felt. I've definitely felt the shift where it was a fringe thing and now it's really not a fringe thing. But the trick is was motivating people to sort of coalesce to it. That's sort of what this was maybe going to work out to be, and like a, just a different medium to have yeah. the different kinds of people sort of coalesce around it. Yeah. Uh, solidarity. International when I say international I mean all three counties. Yeah. Cuz that, you know, if we're going to crush the Delaware way, it'll have to be all three counties, I guess. I mean, you've convinced me of that. Yeah. I'm well, You've argued with me. I don't know if I've been convinced. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as to say that. Um, but, yeah, you, you did. It's, it's its funny that it worked out that way because I think when – so what put you in contact specifically with Eugene as you were doing this work in the area?
0: Um, so I was lucky to get connected. Um, so how I first got connected was doing the commute organizing – training program with the Urban League. So um, Saran and Eugene were co-chairing that civic engagement committee, and so I was lucky enough they invited me to get involved. Um, And um, yeah, so I just started working with them, um, learning, organizing some different kinds of political organizing from Saran, and then Eugene, how to kind of motivate people. Obviously a great speaker and motivating, good listener. Um, and doing that training program, it was the summer of 2015. Um, yeah, just started. They had um, a few like uh, elected officials come through to just talk to people about that process. And that kind of opened the door to think about it a little bit.
1: Yeah, because that was a whirlwind that Eugene uh... – That Eugene tour. That was fun. No, That really, I mean, I I won't get into it too much because uh, I hope to one day have uh, the man himself in your seat. We might have to actually raise the ceiling of the bunker. I don't know if he would fit down here, actually. We'll have to get him a fucking helmet so if his head sticks out, he doesn't get shot through the neck like Orwell did. Yeah, he might not fit in here, actually. But yeah, I mean, um, I feel like what what you guys really built and motivated people to do has spread in, in, in extremely quickly. And we yeah the 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 anniversary of the of the uh, of the thing just coming up. Right. Uh, just building network Delaware out of the sort of the Eugene. I don't even think of it as a campaign really because I don't feel like he lost necessarily. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was like a movement that really kicked something off that's actually becoming something very important. That's the kind of way I look at it. Yeah. And we cut out the part where I say I'm trying to sell this to Eugene so you come in here. <laughs> I really feel that way actually. Because uh I've been a, like a stickler about this thing where Get too focused on like election cycles, and you don't really do it like that. Like, it's cool to win, you, you challenge when it happens and you win those, but it's really just a, a push that goes through that time. It's like, it's not really, has to go all the way through, yeah. or it's not going to go anywhere. So, that really kicked it off. So, can you. Uh, describe a little bit, because now this is a conversation we have had, and I, I've sp- spoken to a few people in here, uh, Josh Whitaker being one of them, about this night uh, when you sort of kicked it off. So the, the the network idea and the kickoff, how'd that come about and how'd that, how'd that
0: go? So the summer before the 2016 primary election, so you, I remember one day it was... July it was pretty hot Eugene and I were knocking doors um, um, which normally we didn't do like like I we were he was with someone in the community but that person couldn't do it that day so we happened to be talking um, and we came on a few houses people said oh I wish I could I want to get involved but I don't know where to go or someone texted him and said hey I need help learning or texted me one of us I need help learning how to use vote builder some campaign thing and it got us talking why isn't there a group training people how to run for office why isn't there people training our community members how to advocate in that to our general assembly members or city council members but and then we thought and we can't do anything about that right now but let's come back to it after the election no matter what um so then probably two weeks after the election after you lost um put together a little Google Doc and started putting down some ideas, circulating it with people. Um, The Eugene team, people on other campaigns, people just in the community say, hey, is this actually needed? Do we uh, need to get more people involved in this structured way or is their groups already doing this? And then we found after three months, you know, there's some pieces that folks are doing. So we took away those. And then we said, but there's not anyone just doing general training on running for office, general training on, hey, how can you be more, do more community organizing in your own neighborhood? Um, and that's really the basis of Network Delaware. How I think of Network Delaware now, it's changed. The nice thing about starting it two years ago is we've made lots of mistakes, um, so we've had time to grow. Now, going into the second year, I'm pretty excited about this year, but how I see Network Delaware now is it's there's a problem not just in Delaware, but across the country right now, where, and many people have said it, lacking civic infrastructure. There's, if you go to any civic, most civic association meetings, most of them have the same group of people that have been there before. There's only a few I can think of that some of them do great, but the vast majority are not. And people don't feel like politics is closed off to them. Uh, the same as I felt, uh, oh, you, only if you're the in crowd or know the right person can you be involved in politics and it shouldn't be that way. So Network Delaware is all about getting regular people involved in the political process.
1: I love I love your passion for <laughs> it. See so you because you're usually a very subdued person, so mm-hmm. to get you like sort of passionate about mm-hmm. it is cool. No, because I remember and I've, I've had this conversation here, the first sort of couple meetings leading up to it um, at the Quaker meeting house. And, you know, there was I had to say there was a feeling that, you know, not just Eugene's loss, but other political losses sort of drove people to to basically do the same the same as I did and say, you know, whatever you're doing at whatever level you're doing, it is not it's not going to be sufficient. So you're going to have to do something else. And there was a lot of people looking to do that. And they were they were out and harnessed and ready to go. Uh, and they did like because of that work, you know you were able to tweak it and build an infrastructure there in a short period of time. And one of the things that we talk about just hopefully this is a segue into some more some less of the drier sort of bio- biographical stuff. We've uh, we've talked about and Carl over there on the ones and twos. Big-time producer I have now, by the way, folks. Incredible Carl. You love giving people nicknames, too. I love that. Is his nickname Incredible Carl? Uh, Is, or just now?
0: Just just right over the word.
1: Incredible screen. Carl. Okay. Super producer Incredible Carl. I don't know if he likes it or not. He's hard to read, this Incredible Carl. See, you got me off track. I like how you did it. What was I talking about? Don't laugh. Oh, because I was see, I I, I got off uh, on the track because I was thinking about the the Trump victory that just motivated people. And the night, the first night that was there, what was the count? How many people did you shove into that back room at the the first like the? I guess it was the, was it the kickoff? Was that yeah. what it was?
0: It was about three hundred fifty people. The other thing that was cool, so it, it was overflowing. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that was really cool that same night that was one of Trump's Muslim bands. And so in Newark, there was about 300 people at another event because the Muslim community had organized an event. And so that told me, hey, there's a lot of people out there. A lot of people said, hey, I can't come to yours. Because I'm going to something else. Um, So, And I've heard people say, oh, there's less politically active people here or people who won't do as much or all that. But it told me, hey, there's a lot of people out there. We don't need I mean, having 500 people would be great in any project, but you really just need 50 committed people, and you can move a lot of things.
1: So, so okay, that's enough biographical stuff. Um we'll talk about some political stuff and just make it fun. Because obviously, under the surface of sort of the TikTok of it and what happened, the race against uh, Perziki, really turned out to be to sort of set the stage for other races all over the place. And again, that one didn't work out, but politically you you, you put the sort of put the gauntlet down on a lot of important issues in the, in the city and in the, that have carried over into the state. So about a month ago, Eric Morrison from Delaware United had an op-ed in a paper right before a legislative session started, and laid out maybe eight, six or eight like pretty big-time goals. I had to give the guy credit for for going out and, and laying them basically all out, all the leftist goals. And to me, do you agree with those? With all of those, can you talk about a few of them? Like. Uh, I think he talked about taxes. Definitely talked about marijuana legalization. Definitely talked about criminal justice reform, etc. What's your, what are you looking for, uh, for policies in the state, and what are you looking for in candidates uh, to do to to run against uh, some of the intransigent, intransigent, intransigent legislators in Dover?
0: Well, you know since I'm an organizer, I make tons of money, so definitely don't want to raise my taxes.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, they can't take yeah uh, don't don't get into a marginal tax rate discussion that's gonna that's that's gonna bore me to sleep
0: so i I um so specifically those i i I remember a few years ago one before Eugene's campaign, I was organizing around tax fairness and trying to add more progressive tax brackets, all that so Definitely think that's a priority. Keep pushing for that. Um it's um Um and then I think now there's a lot of energy for criminal justice reform is huge. Um I do think we need to be pushing for more better equitable education funding that it, I know the governor just released a three year version. Oh um, yeah,
1: so this is a good I, okay. This has prompted a discussion because this is one of those things that Sort of needs to be explained to me uh, in more detail because I never get it. So this, the, so the the Carney initiative, the education initiative. This is the first big thing he said, maybe in a year. I thought the guy might have been dead. And it's to disperse this. Was it sixty million dollars? Is that what it is? Twenty million a year. Twenty million a year for three years to the the entire state. But what are the details of this? What are what are the like? On the surface, you're like, "Oh, giving them more money, basically." On the superficial way, sounds good, but everything Carney does, I feel like, comes at a, a, te- a terrible cost. Nobody sees.
0: Um, so I'm not a policy expert. I'm more of the organizer stuff, so I can't give full policy details. Uh, I can you're going to equivocate? I oh, no. no, I can tell you what I know. But okay, um, yeah, I just th- give me the I'm actually, concerned. yeah. But so I, here's I, here's what this proposal is. It says, "Hey, we're being." At least how I think of it. We're being sued because we're not providing equitable education for people. So I need to look like I'm doing something. That's what it is. It's only three years. It's not built into the budget. It's not even very much money. Last, They had hundreds of millions of dollars extra. So they've got money extra to spend. So it's an easy thing. Hey, I don't have to commit to anything long term. I don't have to upset many people. But I can look good. I can get people to write nice things about me. So... Not, that's kind of my more unfiltered I, I, take. Well, and
1: yeah, that's perfect because, that, I mean, this is – you could – and I, I guess I, I I sort of ask for people to explain it to me because, one, I never think the details – I always know they're going to be bad because I know enough to know that's it's going to be bad. And I need somebody to explain how – but they always fit that idea, you know, that – how do I want to put it? You mentioned, oh, they have a surplus from last year because of that fucking fiasco from last year. Now, of course, Carney would... There's some talking point that probably says how great he is that they had a surplus. People have to remember that's on the back of like crippling austerity, schools falling apart, infrastructure falling apart. So the things that people complain about being bad... That's why they're bad. And all of these little superficial stories, like, and I think that's sort of what you're saying, it's, it's a way to be like, well, I, I did this thing, and it's really a nothing. That's the way I look at it. Now, I don't know if you can speak in this. I, I, I always do a de- line of demarcation from the commentary to the, yeah. know, the politically uh, appropriate thing to say. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I really think it's, uh, it needs to be exposed more. And I, I'm, and I guess that's why I asked for that detail because it's good to get it out and sort of expose it for what it is to me. Yeah. And that's the thing. We were talking about all of these different initiatives. What's the chances? What, what, what are the realistic chances of doing two of them or three of them considering that Connie's useless uh, well, and there's still too many um, cops and, and bumpkins in the legislature to do anything? Well, I'm not think, supposed to say bumpkins, I'm sorry. I've, I
0: think there's you know, going to be some good things that happen in the legislature. I just, that particular education initiative, I don't think, okay. it looks good when you first hear about it, but then it's not secured funding is the biggest thing. So it's, if someone said, hey, Rob, I'm going to give you a raise, but just for three years, and then I'll see if we still do it. When do you, you want to work for me? Yeah. Like, well, that that's a tempting well, offer, but I'm probably going to say. Let's put it in
1: tangible terms then. So do you think that even with the the big changes that I've praised over and over again here, Tizzy, Laura Sturgeon, all uh, all of th- this change in Dover, do you think there's enough pressure in the legislature and in the governor's office to pass legalized marijuana this year? I'm not sure about I think a, that's a no. I think it's I think it, yeah, I think it, it's a no. It's cool. Do you think that there's enough uh, gravitas and leftward push to pass, uh, di- different tax brackets this year.
0: Is it needs a Republican vote in the Senate. Correct. No. So.
1: That's a no. Uh, I, I, I mean, I can go... When I go back to this list in my mind, I should have written it down. But we have all of these ideas that we're pushing it left. But what is going to happen? I, the only thing I think is going to happen is some vague sort of thrown-together, complicated ambiguous gun control like bump stocks and the anything else to make a fully automatic you know just some weird uh you know that's it well there's no and and that's going to be even watered down because of all the cops in the legislature
0: they are going to push some voting reforms that i think will be good um so same day voter registration i think has a good chance um that's good um and then i I know there's some others such as early voting um, that might have a chance. So I forget what you, if any of them are need more than a simple majority. But I think there's some at least same day voter registration.
1: Yeah, it just seems to me that anything uh, anything with a leftward tinge at all, like <laughs> left of Michael Bloomberg, <laughs> is going to is, is, is going to be jacked up by the governor. And anything, you know, and like you said, when you need a majority in, in the legislature, and the, and you know, there's some there's some Democrats, frankly, that you can't count on, in my view. So I just, well, you know, I'm always a very discouraged, negative person, anyway. So I'm always looking for somebody to sort of brighten my spirits.
0: Well, I mean, at least for me, how it's not, even though I'm not. Wanting incrementalism as my end goal. I do accept that I might have to be okay with incrementalism to happen. But that should never be my starting place. Oh, let's start at the most incremental. That should be the compromise. And that's fine.
1: Yes. Yeah. Fine-ish. Yeah, well, I'm even... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess I look at it like this. I'm... I know that making voting easier is good. So if they do that that's good. But if that's the only thing we get out of a and and again, they passed the first thing they did was pass the ERA. I'm not going to badmouth it, it should have been done. But that's not and again, that's sort of like the story like that should have been done and I don't know what it has a, a a good impact, but not a great one. It should have been part of a huge package of stuff and I feel like they just do the superficial thing. I don't mean to call it superficial, but I, th- I think you know what I mean. you know i'm I'm not diminishing it. i, I it's important and it should have been done but but is you still want more yeah, and it's not enough. that's not that's not I don't want that on a compromise. I want that and I think you know wh- where's our cut?
0: Yeah. Well, I, uh, this is how I think about it. I'm more, I tend to think, what can I do better to make those things happen? I don't think we've built up the strong infrastructure on the left in Delaware, but I think we've started to do that.
1: Now, here's a good, here's, this is a um, perfect way to segue into this. The thing that I try to remember is we sit here and talk amongst Ourselves and it is sort of a a bubble. I do have people I disagree with, but I, you know, we do this show in the Highlands to prove a point. There's so many of these people. It's like talking to a a rock to get them to understand. Sort of that, the this is this is because of austere programs. This is because we launder money through here and we call it, you know, LLC franchises. It's like it's not supposed. This is. It's not good. We could do much, much better than this. But what are the issues you think are the are the ones that are going to get some traction? You know, if you're if you're going to say these are the things I, I, think I need in any kind of, deal. What thing? What do you, what do you think that they are? What are the winnable things in the next two years in the state?
0: I mean, I think the biggest one where there's most energy is any criminal justice reform stuff. I think that's going to be where – because I don't see much happening. I mean, there's a lot of – there's the most probably interest in education, but less ability to mold consensus to get something done. Um,
1: and what – is there anything being proposed now, anything specific being proposed today? Because the only thing I know that's being happened today is Carney shipped the fucking guys out of state. You know, like what, you know, if his mindset is already rather than try to deal with this in some humane way to just to the lowest bidder, ship him out, it doesn't give me a lot of promise that there's a political will to do anything. So is there, is there anybody, is there anybody who thinks as we do that is proposing something to say this specific thing, we, we, we want to fix this. And again, maybe it's the first shot. It's a Kowalko shot, you know. That's like the big, the big thing. But what it, what are people doing down there that are, gonna, that are going to enact what we're calling criminal justice reform? Um, well, I do
0: know the, for example, the ACLU has their Smart Justice campaign, and that is starting to get some more support, and it has very specific policies, um, and we'll see. I think. Actually, the new Attorney General, Kathy Jennings, wants to push some reform issues herself. So how far they go, I'm not sure. But there's definitely things in terms of reducing mass incarceration. It's just we're going to see extent. Is that a couple hundred people? Yeah. Is, that, uh, is that 20% of people? Right. So I think that's and again, where we in, want in, to in see. In a
1: scenario like that, it's predicated on something else. Another th- common theme that comes up is that, okay, at the state level— the democrats who won were basically the delaware way democrats now some people will say i and i hope to have him down here to talk about it too chris johnson moved uh kathy and so we will get some activism out of the attorney general but do you do you think that that's going to happen i mean like you said it's very vague there's these ideas are always very vague and they they wind up being like you said 100 or 200 People who shouldn't have even been in there in the first, you know, we just we, you could take. I, I guess we were talking to Lex Wilson about um, the Vaughn uprising specifically, but the, the the grander criminal justice problem. I mean, there's got to be thousands of people that you can just—they're older, they're sick, they're you know—they're nonviolent.
0: In there for failure to pay their pay
1: nothing. Yeah, nothing. Now, I guess they're talking about the bail. They're talking about reforming that, that will at least. That'll ameliorate like the the biggest problem.
0: Well, like one well, right now the Delaware Senate for Justice, I think they've got a working on a bill to uh, there's what we call failure to pay warrant. So if someone hasn't been able to pay a fine or fee, they may get a warrant issued for their arrest, and that's I don't I don't that's know how just
1: capriciously that... enforced. I mean, how does that?
0: I mean I th- I think it might even be automatically issued okay. like if someone hasn't paid for a certain amount. Um, okay. so that's a large number of people there is there's the, and that is one of the most destructive things it leads to a vicious cycle if you can't pay and then you're in prison you're not going to have a job you're not going to be able to work and then you get back out that is one, a terrible cycle to be
1: careful. yeah I mean this, they exposed this uh, during the Ferguson thing when when mm-hmm. they had uh, protests out there. Is that they just give you a ticket for anything ride you on the tickets throw you in you had to pay the bail to get out or you pay fees on top of it it's it's a it's a real joke I didn't realize it was that bad I mean I knew that it happened I didn't know to what extent it happened locally yeah. uh. well I, I'm I'm as negative as ever you're never gonna break me of that
0: well, we'll give okay. give us a few years.
1: You're very ambitious, you're very ambitious. you gotta
0: yeah so so maybe that's another way I can frame a goal make uh, Rob uh, optimistic.
1: Yeah, now that's <laughs> a big goal. That is a very big goal. I kind of I've
0: written up actually kind of a 10 year kind of plan
1: kind of obviously
0: it's not the the nice thing about plans is they're meant to be adapted and changed, but it helps clarify my thinking. For example, if we want some of these big changes in the legislature, That means some of them are going to be influenced by grassroots advocacy, some of them just need to be changed, who's in the seats. And so that means making sure people in every district have real options. If you have incumbents running unopposed, of course, it's going to be hard to get new voices there. Um, But so that's why we've got to make sure people in all these different districts, not just where I live, you live, but all across the state can feel like they can run and run and learn those basics.
1: So I'm not going to put you on the spot because everybody's always excited about uh, where we're going to find these candidates (laughs) and who they're going to challenge. I'm just going to make a general statement and you could strike fear in the minds of every fucking elite oligarch in this neighborhood. (laughs) So would it be fair to say that you are exploring options across the political spectrum to try to find candidates that will legislate on our behalf.
0: So, so i kind of have two hats. So just to kind of clarify, so Network Delaware, that's the nonprofit side. So Correct. I don't. Correct. Yes. Let's, don't, let's make this very clear. You're right. We should so, make this very so clear. So Network Delaware, I think it's important we, for there to be options for people to challenge, to learn how that process, but I'm not going to support a specific candidate.
1: Right. I'm even talking about candidates that you would train in the nonprofit, not that you would uh, work for or, or do political. No, I'm I'm talking about identifying and having people come in through the 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 training program.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want that training program to be available anywhere. So, for example, if someone's like we've got these trainings and we did one in Wilmington, Newark. Now we're going to add one in Sussex. But we should have them in Bear, Middletown, Dover. Um, so people have access to those tools in case they want to now do
1: you think that how many of those could you would would, uh, you know that's do you think that they could be sort of semi autonomous in all of these places and that's how that that's how that would work
0: well that's where i think there's another set of infrastructure to be built so um that's more going into the other organization that started leftward delaware i don't know if that's moving too far ahead (laughs) that's fine um but basically so now that's not affiliated with anything else i'm involved with and i'm not going to be the coordinator of that like i'm help bring some great talented people together and so i'm lucky that they're taking in a run with it but that's the infrastructure to support good candidates to win so um and that's they need coaching, figuring out how to contact donors, figuring out how to find volunteers, how to be held accountable if they're not knocking enough doors, um, all those sorts of things. That's the electoral candidate support infrastructure that's also needed, and also
1: recruiting. They can
0: do more recruiting. That's
1: true. <laughs> yeah, because but the one of the other themes in here, I went to talked about it with with Josh and uh, with Steve some too, and and Carrie. You know, she has to. Always set me straight. But convincing, you know, it's sort of like you have to find an issue. Like it seems like maybe the tax and the austerity issue seems to be getting through with people because it's happening on a national level. People sort of follow the, the AOC tax bracket thing. So it was on 60 Minutes. But there's got to be some, it seems to me, way, not a magic bullet, but an issue that resonates. With enough people, and you can start showing them, sort of like labor unions are actually good. They help you. You know, the, the, the tax rates are going to be actually good. Having health care is actually good because you're spending too much now. Even if you have it and you like it, you're spending too much. It'll be the same. Yeah, but there's some way. There's some way in, and I haven't figured out the the the, the way in.
0: Yeah. So you're talking about like our not quite a moral message, but we need a message. Yes, the left. messaging. Yeah, messaging I mean,
1: but tying it to uh, but it has to ha- it has to be tied to a political thing so for example like That's where the power on, comes from
0: yeah on Kerry's campaign we didn't she didn't just talk one of the great things she did is to, talking about health care but not just say hey we need Medicare for all she didn't talk about health care as hey this is how much money we'll save it's right. not about that it's how this is a right a human right that people should not have to worry whether their kids, can live or die. That is not. Oh, this will save us six billion dollars over this many years. Yes. So. Well, this is
1: the conversation uh, I had with Bert because I, we were talking about the guy that we ran into uh, that worked at the, in the finance department at, at, in Wilmington, the city finance department. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, the revenue you can you can tell me. Oh, his point was we. I I, I got I cornered him on the idea of the. The firehouse that's on Gilpin in our neighborhood there, um, and they tried to sort of, there wasn't a lot of information about it, but they tried to sell it to the real estate company that uh, built the big, terrible houses on Bancroft Mills down here by the river, and they wanted to make they wanted to make apartments out. Well, the union, the firefighters' union, wanted it, and there was a little bit of there's been a little tiff around here, about this, this, about this thing. So the guy said, I said, you know, I think you should, I think the city should just give that to the union. It's just, I mean, let's do it. We don't want the, we don't want some, you know, you're, for, for 200 grand, basically, you're going to, you're going to give it to this, you know, they can pay 100 grand, the The other company, the real estate company, Monchannon, can pay 300 grand. So for 200 grand, you're not going to give it to the He said, well, well, what if we do that? But then the union doesn't have the funds to to bring it up to code and do what they want to say they want to do. And I said, I think that the city should spend $500,000 of their money, of our money, make the renovations, and then give it to the union for free. How do you like that? And the guy didn't know what the hell to make. But that's the moral argument. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's not math. Having a nice community or a nice city uh, is not a math problem. And if you think of it like a math problem, you're not going to get it right. And there's got to be a way to make a sort of... Because everything kind of falls from that. Like, you'll sort of see how it's better for you and everybody else. But there's got to be a moral message i don't and i I struggle with that
0: yeah i mean that's actually something um don't have it today but something i've been putting together some talking to some folks what would be that message here in delaware like kind of a statewide kind of love message that would resonate um don't have that available yet but try it that is a top priority
1: yeah it's a tough nut because you have you know You have people who are sort of, I don't know what you want to say, um, rural, cultural sort of conservatives, whatever you want to say. Then you have people here, unfortunately, that are completely, you know, they're just, they're the petite bourgeoisie. You know, they're not really, they're not oligarchs, but they don't care. It's fine. It doesn't matter. They send their kids to Tower Hill and Tattnall. And, uh, you know, they take a month in Barbados. So then I don't really care. And so it's a tough nut to crack because it's the good thing is it's small. And so when you find an opening, you can exploit it like Laura did. Uh, But the other problem is it's small. So some of these entrenched moneyed interests and cultural interests too are, you know, it takes a lot to turn that around. Well, uh, all of our faith is on you. You, one man, true series, is carrying the weight of every leftist in the state. How's that feel? Just well, kidding. I'm just kidding. Luckily, it's not true. <laughs> so, I used to tell uh, 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 Eugene used to say the same thing. It's not about me. I'm like, it is about you. You got no. Stop saying that. And I was always teasing. So it's, it is. Thanks, man. Well, here's the thing you will come back cuz this this was kind of dry I wanted to introduce you but you know you're going to be you're going to be back cuz hopefully you're going to be back here pitching something that's going to be very important huh. so before we before we split let's get recorded some some pitches some stuff you're working on today like we're saying the uh the uh, the bread basket stuff the stuff down home what do you, what can people sort of get involved with what do you got cooking now
0: yeah
1: um so
0: on kind of the network Delaware side um, got, for example, two things. The candidate school. So if someone really wants to learn for, run for office, this is a multi-session program. Um, so we have elected officials from every level, state level, statewide, county, general assembly, city. Um, so people can learn how that process works. Campaign managers. Team members. Um, then we've got a campaign management program for both issues and elections. So if you really want to learn how that process works, um, and then just our general community organizing program. So basically, if you, it's kind of our target audience is if you're not doing enough, or feel like you want to do more, or you want to be connected to other passionate, dedicated people then reach out and we'll help find the right one for you.
1: Lovely, cuz that's what it's about. I think I I I have said it to everyone. Uh, and I hope it sort of works out like that. I want some solidarity to be built because there are there are groups big and small that are doing work that can be organized, but there are also individual people like you said that are like, I "Man, I could I could do something. I could do something." And there's something to do. We will, we will find you something. To, well, I won't do anything. Drew will do it all. I don't do shit. I just fucking trash talk on the internet, and drink beer. That's about it.
0: And motivate, give a opening space for others. Yeah.
1: Well, this is it. I had to find my. I had to find my niche. I was motivated to find my niche by you. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go smoke more weed.